0: Coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia, this is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. And welcome to a Fearless Formula Friday. This is Sharon Klein with Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs in the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. Today in the studio is a broker with Providence Insurance Advisors, but he's also Cooley the founder or creator of the very popular Cherokee Connect
1: Facebook group. I don't know what that is.
0: I, I know. Are you founder creator? Circus Idea, inspi- master. <laughs> this is Josh Bagby. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Appreciate you. <having> me. <laughs> Do you call yourself circus person?
1: Some days that's what it feels like.
0: I was going to ask you a little bit about that. Like what? First of all, I just looked it up. Sixty over sixty-three thousand people are part of this group, Cherokee Connect.
1: In uh, three years. We yeah. just cost 3 years.
0: I was thinking it it started in 2019 right before the pandemic
1: and a presidential election year. That was oh. <laughs> that was a good decision on my part. Um didn't know about the pandemic, didn't know about the election or I did know about the election, but uh that part was actually pretty smooth, but yeah, it was it was weird how the pandemic kind of brought the community together. I think that really did help the growth of it. For sure. Um, you had a lot of people that were at home and freaking out to be honest <laughs> and they didn't know who to ask or what to do none of us did and so it was kind of a I feel like it did kind of bond the group there early on to care kind of, like we were all in it together yeah. doing everything else and kind of figuring it out as we went. Um,
0: so your main reason for starting it is because you had a lot of people moving into town and looking for people to help them with various things in this county.
1: Right with insurance I would do they'd call me for home insurance and then be like man hey you know I'm buying this house but I hate the light fixtures I need them swapped out um who do you know and you know hey here's my personal handyman or hey you know I need new tires well, just randomly
0: people asking you cuz you're you're the insurance that's person that's right gotcha. just
1: random stuff and grew up here for the most part and uh, so it was they and I I would offer it up like hey if you need anything let me know really let me know and I don't mind giving it to you and so I was like okay let's just put our whole my whole network in a group, Facebook was kind of pushing groups at the time. And I was like, well, that makes sense. We'll just ask somebody to Ask I'll add them here. And they kind of introduce introducing them to my network instead of copying them on an email to them or something like that. And, uh, by the end of that week, it was 2,500 people. And then by the end of the month, it was, you know, 5,000 and it just, it took off. So it was, it feels and fills a need. And, uh, hopefully it still does. It has grown beyond what I ever thought it would be. But, um, it is. There's still a lot of people I get, you know, even the ball ground parades tonight yeah. and uh, there's people, Hey, where I'm new to town. Where do you park? Where do you sit? You know, that kind of stuff. So it's neat to kind of bring people along and kind of speed up how fast this place can feel like home to them. Um, and it, it's a beautiful community. It's an awesome community and they are very welcoming. And you know, I mean, I'm not originally from here. I was nine years old when I moved here. So I'm pretty much I'm from here now, but, um, it welcomed me in and it's still welcoming people in. So um, it, it's fun to get to see that happen on a daily basis.
0: Do you feel like you can ever shut shut that down for yourself? Like, are you always sort of on because it's a 24-7 accessible, almost like PR thing?
1: It Yes. Um, I try not to look at it like that. But, yeah, every morning when I wake up, and I open my phone <laughs> and I wonder <laughs> what happened. Uh, the, you know, most of the time it's pretty, we've never really had anything crazy happen overnight. Um, but it it is a, a weird feeling at the, you know, when we get done with however long here, I'm going to look at my phone and see if anything <laughs> blew up while we were talking. But, what
0: kind of things are you finding that blow up? Like what are the main things?
1: Everything gets political. Um, even random things that you would not think would get political, get political, um, and just trying to kind of not squash it, but you know, things don't always have to be political. That's not the way things are meant. Um, and you'll get random, very benign posts that go crazy just because somebody decided to take it down a path that it was not intended to go. But that's it. You can't put your finger on any one thing because it's so many random things that pop up.
0: Is anything, um, Have you sort of gotten an idea of what it's, what humans are like because of this? Do you know what I mean? Like the themes of people?
1: Yes. Do you want to talk
0: about the themes? (laughs) Good themes and maybe, you know, themes that aren't like the happiest.
1: There's a lot of people that probably shouldn't have a driver's license. (laughs)
0: I've seen those posts. uh, (laughs) I hope they're not about me.
1: You wonder... But, I mean, they're your friends and neighbors, and they need help too. But it is – you get some stuff where you're like, man, this is – okay, I get it now. And there's different strokes for different folks, and there's a lot of that too. Um, It's a very diverse group um, from, you know, all walks of life and all different – you know, you got doctors and you got, you know, people that are struggling. And it's just – it's a a great little cross-section of – and at that size, it's – It's a very good uh, cross section of what our community looks like. So, um, yes, it is kind of fun to to joke about it, but it, and there are, there is some crazy stuff every day, (laughs) but everywhere. Yes. I was
0: on next door recently and was like, Oh my goodness. Someone just talked about, they talked about their trash cans or like a trash service and it did become very political, very fast. And I was like, I don't want to see this. But then I did like, I went back and looked. Train wreck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can't look away. I was like, how bad did it get? Oh, it got bad. Yeah. Uh, and for every, every one of those posts that we have, like there will be this time of the year with it, I have noticed it's kind of cyclical things get tight with people and with money and they're stressing because they're having to visit their families and all that kind of stuff. You know, sure. it's just a bunch of different stressors. And so it does get a little testy. Um, and I did like an audit every now and then I'll do an audit. Like, is this worth doing still? Like, does this make sense to keep doing, Smart. is it more beneficial than it is harmful than anything? And Every time I do it it is like I'll go through and I'll look at twenty thirty posts just to see how it's going and there will be one that has has gone off the rails and I'm like that that far outweighs yeah. what it is and unfortunately the uh the back and forth and the the tension of it is encouraged by the algorithm so
0: really oh yeah interesting yes. I did not know that
1: it has gotten better recently, but there for a while any kind of argument that was going on, it, it would feed it. And that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I wish it wasn't true, but it's, it's for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm kind of like trying to absorb Well, you wouldn't think that the notion of, of drama would be something that everyone wants to see and, and you would want it to be furthered. It's something like you said, you would want to kind of squash, but how fascinating that that's not even something you control.
1: It keeps you on Facebook, Looking at ads.
0: So. Uh, I'm sure I've been manipulated many times by that. <laughs> you
1: don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. it. And and you, I'm just it like, like, oh, my God. Like you said, you don't yeah. want to look away. And that's what it is. It keeps you there.
0: Interesting. Well, yeah. has there been anything that's just been the most surprising to you about sort of having started this this group?
1: I knew what kind of community we had. Um,
0: I noticed too, I looked a little bit, why well, didn't cyber stalk you too hard, but a little bit of history on you that you went to Cherokee high school. I did, you've yeah. been in this County since what you were nine, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Yep. So, so essentially you've been here and know very well, this whole city. Yep. So you weren't surprised by kind of what you were potentially getting into, I guess.
1: I'm the ever optimist. So like I had really high hopes for it and mm-hmm. I still do like it's, and again, it, Again, maybe I'm looking at it with rose-colored glasses, but the majority of what goes on in there is is really cool. And uh, But, yeah, I, I knew it would do well, and I knew what my personal network, how they would treat people and how they would take care of people. And then I have been pleasantly surprised with how caring and encouraging the vast majority of the people in there are. And kind. And they are. And, I mean, some of the stuff in there, I mean, it'll make you cry. Like, there's people that will screenshot it, one lady in particular – Every time she makes sure that I see the good stuff because it's oftentimes I just get brought in to handle the bad stuff and you don't and the good stuff just passes and I'll, I'll look and see it was one um, there's a lady she thinks she donated a quilt that I her saw that. right that her great aunt it was it's on somebody's casket she thought she donated to Goodwill we got people that work at Goodwill tagged in there we got people on the lookout like and there's you know two thousand likes on it you know and it's just like that. I didn't even know what happened until I had 2000 likes and, um, the, those like that, that's what makes it worth it. And all the crazy lost dog posts, there's dogs getting found. I, there was one guy called me one time. He's like, I didn't even know my dog was out. I didn't even know my dog was missing and I'm scrolling and I see my dog on Facebook <laughs> and I go pick it up two miles down the road. I was like, this is crazy. So, um,
0: I saw one about this woman who was walking in a park and she lost her wedding ring. Yeah. And, um, I swear, the community it came together. There were so many people out there looking for I'm this looking ring for, for her. It was so
1: kind. There was a dog that went missing, and they had search parties. People coming from other states that they had put together in there. There's a, you know, there's always uh, car shows and fundraisers and stuff like that for. And that that is what it's for. Um, you know, we try to. A lot of some people get upset when we decline stuff that's um, critical of a business or critical of something, and it's like, well, that's not. There's plenty of other avenues, like you got a lot of negativity all over the place in, in your life, and just let's try our best to keep this as positive as we can. Uh, it's not perfect, but you know, it's worth trying.
0: Do you feel like you know so many people now, or do you think people know you?
1: That's <laughs> a <laughs> so funny. It's a it's kind of a running joke in my office, um, oh. because it's uh, it is kind of funny because, like, and it before. I've lived here long enough that I go to school with you. Like you said, I went to sixth elementary. I went to Teasley middle school. I went to Cherokee, went off to college, came back, grew up going to church here, playing ball. And so now and my brain's not as sharp as it once was. And so I'm like, how do I know this person? Are they a client? Are they, you know, like, how do I know them? And, I'm the other running joke is I I will put my face on anything on an (laughs) icebox on a billboard or whatever. Um, I've, I've come, I've stopped short of putting it on t-shirts or something, but then, you know, who knows? Um, but so like people, they'll recognize me and they'll recognize my name and my profile, uh, pictures on, on, uh, you know, the Facebook group, it's in my email signature. So they'll recognize me before I ever recognize them. So until they tell me their name, I don't know. Some people just won't tell you their name. They get kind of, you know, shy talking to you. Um, so yeah, there are. I got um, I got paparazzied at uh, <gasps> a few times. Um, Seriously, Once uh, last what like night? at a restaurant or last something? Last night, yeah, <laughs> What
0: happened? This is this is so it was funny. A,
1: uh, I'll leave the names and everything out, but okay. there was a, a teen girl that uh, here, I'll, I'll show it to you because it it cracked me up. And the
0: paparazzi, the
1: ladies in my uh, office think it is just absolutely hilarious when this <laughs> happens. Um, yeah, there I am. Oh in the back corner back there
0: you're just standing there
1: yeah and so the mom she texted and sent it to her mom and her mom and i have messaged on facebook she's like you're gonna think this is hilarious and she <laughs> sent it to me so yeah i mean that that part is funny but it um you know it, I, I don't know what like it's you try to i don't want anybody to ever think i'm i'm arrogant with it or that i, th- I think i am like a big deal because it's it's not like it's it I try to push all that back on the community. Like, Oh man, this thing's so great or whatever. And I'm like, that's not me. Like it's, I hit the button to start the group and the community was going to find a way to come together regardless. And you just kind of had to be the little circus master. Kind of bring you were it all the together. catalyst yeah. of it
0: and impetus for it. I don't even know
1: about catalyst. Just I hit the button, you know, like it just started and there it was. So um, you've
0: helped other uh, counties. Is that right? Mm-hmm, to create their own um, mm-hmm. groups. What is that like to encourage or to teach someone or explain it?
1: Um, it makes you thankful for where we're at because there's one in uh Hattiesburg Mississippi and he's a great dude very you know similar to who I am and and everything a lot of the same uh reasons for starting the group and Hattiesburg is not the same as as Canton and Woodstock so like the community doesn't buy in it's not as engaged it's not as as loving for one and now I'm not in that one a whole lot I'm in it just to kind of help him um but it it just doesn't doesn't feel the same uh, we had one that uh, tried to start in kind of North Fulton, and it just didn't didn't take off for whatever reason. Same kind of stuff. It just doesn't um, – I don't know. That's why I, I think Cherokee Connect works because it's in Cherokee County for for whatever reason.
0: It um, oh, makes me feel really proud of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean and, – and I say it all the time, and it feels like – I don't know. I don't want anybody to ever think it, it – I think it can sound fake when I say it, but it's like, well, this, it really is a special place. Well, if
0: you do not compare it to other counties, you don't know. You, you just don't know, know you normal. Or if
1: you've never lived anywhere else. And, you know, I haven't lived anywhere else very long. You know, I lived in Statesboro my freshman year and Athens from there on. And that's really it. But it's not the same. And um, people that move here, like, even you'll see it like, man, I have never been in a community like this. And, again, for all the negative and bad rap that we get, like, there's so much good about this place.
0: It's heartwarming, actually, it is. Yeah. when you think about it. Well, actually, I love I love that you talk about kind of how you have this part of your life, Cherokee Connect, and that you feel like you're out there a lot, but a lot of it has to do with your work. So they kind of are, they're not exactly married, but they have to do with each other. They do, yeah. Right. So what's great is that your work has allowed you to be able to get to know That's so right. many people and help so many people. So let's talk about what you do as a broker at Providence Insurance. Yep.
1: H&M. We, uh, I am in year... 13 of being an insurance agent, had no intentions of being an insurance agent. Nobody ever wants to, <laughs> I'm a washed up former athlete. And that is, a, insurance is a, a great fallback career, um, for when you don't make the NFL and I was nowhere close. So, um, but that's, that's I, saw you know, the, I
0: heard that you played for the Bulldogs.
1: I did breathe. You know, it was a little, it was very,
0: no, you played with Tim Tebow. I played against Against Tim 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 Tebow. Sorry,
1: smoked by Tim Tebow. But yeah, I I spoke at a little elementary school one time, and uh, that came up. Do you ever play? And the kid's wearing like a Gators jersey. He's like, Do you ever play against the Florida Gators? I was like, Yeah. He's like, Do you shake hands with Tim Tebow? I was like, Yeah, actually, I did after the game. And uh, he comes up after and he shook his hand. He's like, I'm never. Shouldn't wash his hand. Yet. I was like, man, I'm not that big of a deal. He goes, no, but you should clean with Tim I was like, all right, cool, man, go for it. He's probably fifth grade, but how um, cute it was. But yeah, the uh, yeah, so got an insurance uh, right out of college, opened an agency, had no business running a business at all. Um, but you
0: know that something we talk about on the show all the time is how people don't have everything planned out, all of the potential mistakes, anything that they just have a dream and they kind of figure it out almost backwards. Here's what I want. So let me, let me get, go backwards to be able to get what I want. If that makes sense.
1: Yes. The, I was just looking to make some money and (laughs) well, and, but, but the timing of it. So I graduated from Georgia in May of 2009 and I was a finance major.
0: That was when, and I was planning
1: on, I was planning on getting into banking. So,
0: I was going to say, that's the time when the housing market was terrible. <laughs> it was
1: terrible. There oh, was no. one job per 75 college graduates. So oh, wow. that's how I got into insurance because it's commission. And if you can sell, you can make money. If not, people always need insurance. Oh, well that's well, people, and I have realized that now and then kind of with the economy, the way it appears to be going right now, people are like, man, are you worried. I'm like, no, not really. Cause I mean, you have to have it. And as long as we have, you know, a better price or, you know, better coverage or whatever, then we're okay. Um, but yeah, so I got into it. No business. Um the one thing that made me halfway decent at anything I've ever done in my life is a work ethic and just a, just a grinder. Um, I have never, not once little league, any, anything ever been the best athlete on the field ever. And it's like, I'm probably not the best agent, but it's like, I'm going to try really hard and I'm going to put the work in. And most of the time, if you do that, you're going to outlast the competition and people like, in sports, they're not going to tell you no. They're not going to cut you as long as you do it right and you you know take care of what you're supposed to take care of. They'll keep you around. <laughs> they need warm bodies that halfway know what they're doing. Because you show up. That's it. You show up and you're consistent, and that's um and you can be trusted. And that's what's weird was when I did get to play at Georgia. You know, I asked my coach when I was leaving my running backs coach. I was like, well, you know, why did you give me a chance? Like, and he goes, I just I looked in your eyes and I knew I could trust you. And I was like. Okay. Wow, that's
0: something you don't forget. Like, no, the rest like I, of your I, life. yeah. I mean,
1: actually, still, it's been 15 years ago and it still gives me chill Um, I don't know, I've never told anybody that, but it uh, it is. And so, that kind of with this career, that's the biggest thing. Like, if you can trust me with your assets and and taking care of your family and all that kind of stuff, and then I'm gonna work for you, and here we are, just kind of marriage perfectly together. So, and there's a little competition aspect of it, even within our own office. So, that that kind of feeds that part.
0: That's part of that sports too it right is. yeah
1: and it took me a long time for that to kick in and now that i'm realized that my sports days are long behind me, i'm like okay this is the only way i'm ever going to compete going forward so do you have kids yes yeah i got a five and a seven-year-old
0: is there like a boy does he want to play or if you have a son
1: yep a uh, seven-year-old boy and uh he he, he does and he doesn't and people are like, oh yeah, he's football. I'm like, nah, nah I don't. I'm not I know.
0: I, I wonder about that. You know, when you have these dreams, like you said, it's just kind of was well, on the back burner after a while. But wouldn't it be reignited so easily? You know, if your child were in it.
1: I try not. For I don't want to be that guy. Um, that's living through my kids. Like it's. I want him to do his own thing. And you know, football's great. Football opened a lot of doors for me. Um, a lot. But you know, his personality is a little bit different than mine. Um, I'm a, a team sports kind of guy, and he's he seems to be more of like an individual sports kind of guy, which is fine. And maybe I was at six, seven years old. I have no idea, but from the outside looking in, that's what it is. So like golf and tennis and stuff that you know he can he is very critical of himself and uh, very um, kind of his own own worst critic. And so that would probably lend better to something like that versus trying to take that out on a team. Now, that my job is to coach him into being a team guy and not being critical of your teammates. Um, so that's, that's my parents' <laughs> challenge going forward, but, uh, yeah, so he wants to do that. My daughter's into dance and, uh, she's, she's very laid back and it's, it's funny how polar opposite they are. Um, but it's, it's fun to, I mean, they're best friends and it's, that's why we had them close together. They're 18 months apart. So it is, it's fun.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. You kind of look at, and then you probably do this with every person that you meet within your business too. what, what their strengths are you know, and yeah. kind of play up to their strengths.
1: Well, and that I'm one of the people that I don't think like, yeah, there's some stuff that you're bad at and there's, but there's a lot of stuff that you're really good at. So let's just use what you're really good at and get better at that. Cause that's going to be what sets you apart. And then we can supplement what you're not so good at. Cause if you're a D salesperson or a D servant, like you're never going to be an A it, you can't climb that far it take you your whole life and your personality is just not wired for that mm-hmm. so let's highlight this A if it's an a minus let's get it to an A plus and then let's get your D to a C and hire somebody to help you or get a technology to help you a software and so there's there's ways to piece it together where now the whole organization looks better the whole team looks better because you're you're really good in these certain areas and then we'll backfill it to to make you good at all the rest of it
0: I love that because it it really doesn't put unrealistic expectations on anyone.
1: Well, and people enjoy what they're good at. Like, you want them to enjoy where they're working. You want them to enjoy what they're doing. So, like, why would I make you, like, for me, when I was doing, we got into CrossFit for a while. I hate burpees. Burpees to me are the worst thing. (laughs) It's such
0: a random thing, but yeah, no, they're terrible. It's the
1: worst thing. And it's like, man, what? Yeah, you need to do some burpees, get better at them. I'm like, no, you know what? I hate burpees. I'm really good at power cleans. I'm just going to get really good at power cleans and I'm going to scrap burpees all together and only do them when I absolutely have to. Like, why would I force myself to do something I hate? Why would I force somebody at work to do something they hate doing? They're going to be passionate about what they're good at. And that's going to show to the client and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: Interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you do with Providence Mm -hmm. insurance advisors. So it's not just homeowners insurance and car insurance. It's lots of other aspects, correct? Mm -hmm.
1: So there's a lot of layers to that. So we, um, Again, I'm not great at everything. Um, I'm pretty good at auto and home insurance because that's what I, I kind of grew up on. The company I came from, that was what our kind of bread and butter was. Had some life insurance, so you know I, I know how to do life insurance. I'm, I'm good at it, not great. Um, so I have a um, hired a life insurance specialist. Happens to be my father-in-law. He's been in insurance for 35 years now, and we feed life insurance leads to him. Commercial insurance, it's great. It's where I kind of want my career to go.
0: I was going to ask you, like, what are your dreams for the future? So that's where you would like to build that's it more?
1: That's where, yeah. Um, just like you said, you enjoy talking to business people like that. I enjoy that part of it, too. It's fun. Um, I enjoy team building and all that and kind of brand building, and that's, you feel like you can kind of help people do that with their insurance. Um, but So I hired a commercial specialist. I know enough about it to do it. Probably not going to be the greatest at it until I learn from somebody that's been doing it. So she's been doing it 20, 25 years now at this point. Can learn from her, and then by the time you know she's ready to retire, or whatever, then I'll have figured it out by then and, and do that. Um, customer service piece of it, pretty good at that. I enjoy taking care of people, so we've got that. But then you have people to. I have two customer service reps that are phenomenal at picking up the phone and loving on you on the phone. And, <laughs> and then you know I'm like with Cherokee Connect, I'm putting out fires, and that's that's kind of what I'm doing now with the office, which is which is fine. That's comes with the territory, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I was thinking about this. So I did a, a story. I produced a story, um, that, um, involved the Cherokee, um, the camp police department. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how, what it's like to, to, um, in, in like sort of interact with people under a, an extremely stressful situation. Mm-hmm. So normally they're not just all calm and happy. It's a ticket. It's a horror. It's a domestic. It's whatever. So is that the same for you where you're finding that you're interacting with people under extremely stressful situations?
1: I wouldn't call it extremely stressful. Okay. Um, most of the time, like even in a claim situation, like it now, have I had people call me right after an accident? Yes, Um, you know, knock on wood, have yet to have a house fire in thirteen years, but like that kind of thing, nothing super major. Like we're one of the last people you're going to call nine one one. Those people are going to do that. Got you. First.
0: By that time, you're they're ready to talk to you. kinda And it's kind, right. it it kind of
1: chilled out a little bit. So now it's just the just the random stuff that doesn't flow the way that you would want it to and so you just kind of figure out how to get it back on track and make it flow the way the way that it's a, a good experience for everybody
0: you reframe it for them you so. do yeah mm-hmm.
1: and and explain it and um you know a lot of the like communication is is key in so many things and if you can just communicate it and you're real mm-hmm. and you don't um uh, bs people and sugarcoat it and you just kind of tell them like hey look yeah no that's probably not a good idea or yeah. Hey, we screwed up, like, you know, <laughs> what when, you admit those things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Hey, we'll fix it. Like mm. if we screw up 100%, we'll admit it, fix it going down the road. And the people, what's crazy is that's so rare. Like you said that, like you will admit that that's so rare that people crawl off guard and they appreciate you telling them that you screwed up.
0: But I feel like there is a, a BS meter people have. They do. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like if you don't set that off, like if you are being genuine, I, honestly think it comes across do you find that to be the case
1: oh yeah the people will read it yeah yeah they
0: (laughs) especially when you're talking money and you know i don't know it's so stressful the whole thing of it is stressful i think
1: and it's i just do the right thing and it always comes back around that's you know one of the things the agency i was with before we had one carrier and if it didn't look right. Or I didn't think we were the best fit for you. I'd send you on down the road. I'd give you a number for somebody else that had like a a broker that has more options. And then those people will end up coming back to you or they'll refer you people that, and you you get more swings at being able to help those people. Like it's just, it always comes back around and that's kind of going back to the group. A lot of people in there, they're giving free advice, you know, legal advice, a painting advice, like just random stuff. And it always, those are the ones that end up getting business out of the group are the ones that are, are encouraging and helpful and not just, you know, BSing you with sales stuff all the time.
0: So you've been in this industry 13 years, you said. Mm-hmm. So if you could go back to yourself 13 years ago, what would you have wanted to know before you
1: got started? You couldn't have known it. <laughs>
0: That's a terrible answer, but probably the most real answer, actually. Oh, so, I
1: mean, I, you know, I came out of school, I had, had taken in, And insurance class. I had, you know, you get your licenses, you go to school, like the company school and all that, you know, and had a business degree. And I was like, man, yeah, I can run a business. Yeah,
0: you went to school for it. So you're ready. Right.
1: Yeah. Like here we go. And, uh, you know, 22 years old and you have no clue how to run a business, like none. And the age didn't really even matter. Like if you haven't ever done that before, Mm -hmm. there's no way you know it until you do it. So, and even on the insurance side, like there was a lot of stuff that, (laughs) the company I was with was on uh, central time. And so that they closed an hour later. So I would stop answering the phone at five and I would blow them up with every question I could possibly do. So like, that's the only way to learn it. My opinion is you just have to do it. You just have to take your reps and and figure it out as you go. But no, there's nothing. I have no regrets on that at all. Um, on how that whole thing went. It was drinking water. out of a fire hose for six months and, uh, that's it. (laughs) I went back to school and, and got my MBA, thinking I just needed it. And, uh, looking at that, like, man, you, you get an MBA in that first year of running a business. Like that's not that you have mastered business, but you, you know more than a lot of people that,
0: I think this is just so important. That notion that you do not have to have yourself completely set and ready in order to be able to follow a dream of yours. You're
1: never going to be ready ever. Like it's like having kids. People want them to wait to have kids until they're financially stable or they think they have it all dotted out. You will never be – it took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> I had my little plan in my head. My wife's like, well, you know, like I think we just go for it. Like, okay. <laughs> Best decision we could ever make. So, that uh, yeah, you're never going to be ready. If you have an idea, do your due diligence. Don't get me wrong. Don't just willy-nilly go about it. But there's a time where you will be, and having just launched this business a year and a half ago, the, the second agency in Providence, um, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. It drug out probably six months longer than it should have uh, for me to launch it. And you know, some of that was not my own doing, but you just get it as ready as you possibly can and hit the ground and you'll figure it out.
0: So you have some mentors you had mentioned. You've got someone that's on the commercial side that's kind mm-hmm. of teaching you. So what, are, who are some other mentors in your life?
1: Uh, my father-in-law is a big one um, from the insurance standpoint. The, uh, you know, I had great parents and, you know, made me who I am. And then off to college and you come back and then, you know, they moved back to Chattanooga to help my grandparents and everything and kind of on the little family farm. And then my father-in-law was who got me into insurance um, and really coached me along. Like I would have left, probably would have gotten out a long time ago had it not been, you know, to kind of quell some frustration um, with what was going on. Like you, you think one way and then you would get the corporate side of why things work like that. And I think it's made me better, to do now when I'm talking to other carriers, like I understand what they're looking for Mm. and I understand what we're looking for in our frustrations. And it helps me convey that to my staff now. So like it's, he's been huge in that aspect. Again, he was with um, an injured 34, 35 year worked for the same company for 34 years. And now he's with us. So um, it is, it's, he's, he's probably the biggest one. Um, they live down the street from us. Uh, we've got a ton in common and it's my brother-in-law and him and you know my mother-in-law takes great care of us and everything. So it's, it's a cool little, I'm I married into a great family. You're lucky. I am. Absolutely. That's you a know, blessing. Absolutely. It's great to have built-in babysitters down the street too. <laughs>
0: yeah you can go on date night down in some really great woodstock restaurants that's it we live in
1: downtown ballgrounds so oh we, dear, we'll do that oh. we'll walk up there and drop the kids at the at the in-laws and just keep walking up the main street and it's it is, it's a cool cool town i love Ballground. it's a great spot
0: it's growing so much
1: it, yes and i'm I'm hoping it holds on to you know the small town usa vibe um and it's done a good job of it so far and um yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: I know. It's interesting. It's like, I, I see so many things that are being um, graded, you know, for new mm-hmm. subdivisions and things. And part of me is a little sad, but part of me knows this is normal and it's the way it's supposed to be. But it's funny. I can't quite make peace in my heart with growth, even though where I am, you know, needed to be built. So I can't complain. Right, really. and that's, what's, <laughs>
1: that's, that's another jerky connect thing. Like people move here and, and they move here. They're not from here and they're here for like four or five years. And they complain about the growth. And it's like, well, <laughs> You know, people complained about you when you got here too. Like it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> cyclical. But, I'm a hypocrite. I admit but, uh, this right now. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, you know, ball ground and even Woodstock. Woodstock's got a personality to it. And that's just what you want. You don't want it to be a, I don't know.
0: Big, big, big city.
1: Yeah. Just too, too big. And there's not enough. And I think going back to the business owner aspect, mm-hmm. I think the business owners are what create that culture. And knowing the people's name, knowing the regulars' names that come in there, you know, the coffee shop and ball ground, man, they, there, they know you, and you're chit chatting. And there's a group of, you know, eight guys in the morning that are there every Friday morning. You know, like that. That kind of stuff's what makes it, what makes it tick.
0: So for your business, what do you do for sales and marketing? Like, what do you, what, how do you handle that? I've seen your face on a billboard. I just recently saw it and was like, oh, I'm interviewing
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, uh, I don't know something about that one billboard is, (laughs) it works. Um, I've had billboards on five seventy five before and they don't do for me what that billboard does. Now, are there a lot of people calling me off that billboard? No, but I think it's, um, really? Yeah. I think it's, uh, I've gotten some, it says call or text Josh Bagby on there and I've gotten some funky texts. Really? (laughs) Terrifying. I've gotten some funny voicemails too. Uh, that's a whole nother shout out to, uh, to Arlene. um, Oh, right there. (laughs) Oh my, I there's a whole to,
0: side of your life that I have not like asked you about yet. Good lord! I have
1: to send you that one. That one, uh, that was pretty fun. She's, she's kind of become a, a character in Cherokee connect. She doesn't even know it. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, sales marketing part of it, uh, just kind of build a brand. I realized that the agency I was in before nobody cared about that brand mm-hmm. of insurance and it had no brand recognition locally oh. for the most part. So what made it different was, was me and that people knew me, from just growing up and going to school and and that kind of thing. So, um, that was part of the brand. And then now, you know, kind of trying to brand Providence off of that, um, trying to transfer kind of my personal brand and being able to spread that to my, my people, my, my staff, um, to be able to use that brand. And then, but all the while trying to build Providence, a brand and a logo from nothing to, to make it mean something. And, and, uh, hopefully be something good in the community. Um, you know, I, I look at Southeast restoration and their, you know, their logo and their brand, like that's recognizable, you know what they stand for. And so that's kind of, you know, some of the, our colors are very similar to theirs. <laughs> it kind of looks like, <laughs> uh, but like it's a, they do a really good job and they're great people. And uh, that's kind of, that's what we want to be known as. And they're a, you know, a good employer in the community and they, they give back. And so that's kind of piggybacking on what they, they kind of set the example Ben's you know, a few years older than me. Um, Greg, guy kind of took me in and and I felt like he respected me even at 22 and he had no business. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's just um, that's just who he is and he's a good dude. Um, and so I want to be that guy going forward as kind of he. I don't know. Not that we're talking on the phone all the time, but like he he kind of meant to kind of set an example that I could follow. Um, so, trying to do that and, and be that for whatever the next business is that comes, you know, five ten years down the road. So.
0: We talk about that on the show a lot. Um, people talk about how important it is to have the right people around you, mm-hmm. and that networking is huge. And word of mouth is even more important than than having some billboard or mm-hmm. even an ad on, on Facebook. One of my friends was saying that there's no need. Like they just talk to some people and it spreads maybe through mm-hmm. Cherokee connect. I'm not sure, but it's nice to know that you don't have to have a ginormous budget in order mm-hmm. to get yourself out there.
1: Well, and that was where that was kind of the three demographics I got, or the three kind of pillars, stool legs, whatever you want to call it of Cherokee connect. So it was, I saw the the people needed, um, handyman, whatever. So had them, I was like, okay, well we got to get the handyman and all them and the electricians and the plumbers and all that got to get them in there. Um, and then the charities, because we've got so many charities, we've got so many great people that don't know how to plug in that. And the charities don't have a sales budget or an advertising budget or whatever. So how can we get them all in one spot to be able to, so everybody benefits from it. Um, and I think it has done a good job doing that so far. And there are like, me giving a shout out to a business for what you know that it just kind of highlights it but it's the people that are shouting other businesses out hey i saw there was one um family traditions in town like there's a um hard of hearing class at a preschool or kindergarten or something um and they gave them a taste test of thanksgiving food the week before so that they could practice signing what they liked and what they didn't
0: how sweet So like that
1: like that kind of connection mm-hmm. is is cool to see happening in there, um, the, but the word of mouth part of it matters, and you don't like are any businesses in Cherokee County going to be able to outspend Walmart or Google or you know Verizon or anything? Absolutely not. Like for me, can I outspend Geico? No, like it's just <laughs> not even not even ever in my wildest dreams would I, I spend that kind of money on advertising. But we can hyperlocalize it if all your clients are here locally. Like this is really this is all you need to advertise to. You don't need to waste money on people in Tennessee or something that that a, a TV commercial may do or a radio type thing. So we can hyperlocalize it, make make what little ad dollars are spent go further, and let your your own brand recognition and your own name carry weight to where hey man, this is the best plumber I've ever seen in my life. Let's tell other people about it, and so now that dude's able to to do more locally, um, to support his family. And those people, the ones that do it locally like that, are the ones that are giving back, and they're the ones sponsoring, and they're the ones
0: plugged in to plugged the in. Yeah. They're the ones,
1: you know, with the banners on the on the football field and in the basketball gym like that. That they're putting money back in in there, and their kids are here, and like it's 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 a cool thing to see like It's, it's a win.
0: It's a win win for everyone for everybody. <laughs> I love yep. that. Yep. So. If you were to kind of look back at your, um, career, are there things that you were, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but sort of like trepidatious about that you no longer are.
1: No, <laughs> I still, like, I don't. and not, that's not like a, um, it's, it's um, a good
0: answer. It's your truth. And I love it because it's, you know, everybody has a different one, but I like that you are, you're being honest.
1: Like you, know, but like, it's, uh, it's not like a, I'm um, fearless and everything I do like it's not that like it's just like a it's not that I'm any better at it or that I overcame it it's like I just don't focus on it like it's I have found other ways to make up for what you don't like doing or you know so yeah that's not that was way too short of an answer no that was a good
0: answer because it does vary for lots of people and one of the themes that I find with business owners is that the notion of um, not giving up like the the fear of I'm not gonna do okay I'm I'm um, it won't succeed. I don't have everything figured out. I'm going to stop even before you get started. Like that's my story. You know what I mean? Like everybody has those moments. So, um, but I like that you're kind of, you're not letting that be a defining factor of yourself.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't call it a fear. Is Am I anxious? Yeah. Like they're always, you know, opening the phone every morning, but like that, <laughs> that kind of thing, but I use it as a motivator. Um, you know, and how do you, how do you function under stress? Like well, stress just makes me work harder and longer and, and that kind of thing. So if you can figure out how to use it, if, if you are scared of it, figure out how to use it to, to motivate you. And I don't think that happens overnight. I think it does. Again, it's a, it's a reps thing. Um, practice,
0: practice, practice. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I gave my old agency up and I went from, you know, making a good living to zero wow. in a month by choice, which is kind of stupid. <laughs> but, <I don't> <laughs> like
0: well not everybody can can do this of course right but the but you had some really good um support
1: yeah, absolutely, you know which yeah. is what I mean, people
0: talk about as well as having the right people around you well,
1: and i had to i had to trust that the community would support a new like what i was doing and that was a ret like they supported cherokee connect for whatever reason and i'm like well i think if they support that they'll support this and you know we had done insurance had a track record of it so you know, I, it wasn't a blind jump, but you know, your first night, you're uh, <laughs> you are anxious, going, man, I don't have a paycheck coming this month unless I go make it. Did and you
0: have to have? A, did you feel like you had to have something to fall back on, like a contingency, or did you just say, "I'm just going to go for this"?
1: No, there was no plan B. Like it was no a, plan B. It was a burn the ships kind of. It was going to work. I was going to make it work. Now, um, was I going to hit every goal that I set? You know, I had a pretty realistic idea that yeah maybe not and would it be okay if we didn't that was going to be something we were going to have to cross when we got there um but yeah no, i don't know it was
0: it worked and i think i think sometimes situations are it's timing too like yes. you know where you had just the right setup for you to be able to have this moment of success so there's something you can't make happen at the wrong time you know no, so and it was that, meant to be
1: that's a that's a spiritual thing for me um, that's where the name Providence comes from. Um, it was like it was a there is a calm about that. Like when you feel like you're not doing it on your own and it's not you doing it. It's just kind of trust that somebody else has got you and it works out. And it's amazing how often like there's no reason Cherokee Connect should be what it is. That's there's no and there's got to be and I, I constantly remind myself like this is not for me to sell insurance. This is for those non-private for the church is for sponsoring kids at Christmas for like all, like that's what it's for. And yeah, it helps, it helps me sell insurance. So that's a byproduct of it. But um, I'm talking about Tim Tebow praying to win football games. Like, do you care? Do I think God cares who wins or loses a football game? Absolutely not. Tim Tebow used his platform to further the kingdom and because he won football games. So I think in a roundabout way, yeah. Like as long as he's using it the right way, then it's success will come with that. Like in a I don't know. Do I think God cares that Cherokee Connect is successful or Providence is successful? No. But if I use it to continue to be a, a version of a ministry, um, then yeah, it's it's worth doing and I think we'll we'll stay on the right track.
0: You're kind of you're kind of mayor of Cherokee Connect. <laughs> You're kind of it does feel a little like slightly political, doesn't it?
1: A little bit. Um Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the politics thing comes up a lot. No, but like do, um, do
0: people ever say to you you should run for mayor of Ballground or mayor of I don't know Woodstock or something.
1: Yeah, it comes up. Do they really? Yeah. I'm um, not kidding. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh I I've, I've looked at it. Um, I think that my kids are at ages. I think that I'm at an age that it probably doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's more. um, We can move quicker and help fill needs faster with the group right now than you can in government with less red tape and with both sides and not. It's red or it's blue or it's, so it's, you can, you can bring people together for that and they're not going to shut you down because you've got a D or an R or, you know, that kind of thing. So
0: I love that because it's, it's, it's not the notion of, it's using the power that you have, but in a way that includes everyone, it's inclusive.
1: Power a weird word. Like, yeah, it's not. It,
0: <laughs> Wait, did I just throw a bad word? Out? No, I don't know why I said power. Uh, it kind of is, I guess the, the, the app, the, the the platform has power. The, pl- the platform has that? power. Yeah.
1: and um, Sorry if and I made it seem like. No, like it's, it's um, I don't know, it's influence, I guess. Okay. Or it's, it's the ability to bring, um, to shed light on something, just kind of bring a need to the forefront that people may not know about. Like the school lunch debt stuff like that is. Huge. It's crazy. Oh, I love that. Um, it's
0: that you talk about it and you give people um, ways to help.
1: That's right. Yeah. And more than happy to help but we got to figure out a way to fix it. And so now that like, can we help it a couple of times? Yes. But like, there's got to be, there's gotta be something going on to help fix a greater need that I can't do. Um, it'll take, I don't know if it takes voters or if it does take a politician or like, I I don't have all those answers. Um, but yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's, I guess you could be the, the mayor of the, the group, but it's not, um, there's no, <laughs> I don't have a gavel in there where we're, you know, we're not, not taking votes. Um, unless we're polling on who your favorite chicken place is. Or oh. something. Get the best Which people wings. do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do best Thanksgiving food.
0: Well, Josh, I really appreciate you coming on to the show yeah, and kind well, of giving us a little insight into what it's like to be you, you know, and your, your every day.
1: It's fun most days.
0: Hopefully today's a fun day being here on fearless formula. Wait, I did want to ask you if people wanted to get in touch with you, how can they do that?
1: Um, the, you can find me on Facebook. And, <laughs> <Stop>. uh, <laughs> yeah, really? It's, uh, good to know. Yeah. That's it's probably
0: the best. That's generally speaking. That's where a lot of people are finding, even in, in our, all the different interviews that I've done people just say find me on Facebook it's easy
1: you yep. know that, or, you know i mean if you google it and you google my name uh, providence insurance advisors it'll it'll come up there's you know my email and my phone number and you can facebook message me you can facebook <laughs> you me. Can you can instagram you. message me you, there's like there's a lot of ways to get in my phone there
0: <laughs> wow you're a busy guy you
1: It's fun, though. I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, thank you all for listening to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you with knowledge and understanding we can all have our own fearless formula. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Bye-bye.